Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sammer from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm on the line with Mike Montali, the founder of Harbor Business Compliance, which offers national incorporation and compliance services for small businesses and nonprofits. He founded this company after being laid off from his job at a law firm, and they've been helping small business owners and entrepreneurs make their business official from registration to compliance and everything in between. When it comes to starting a business, there are all kinds of choices. Should I start a a corporation, an LLC, something else? How do I keep myself legal? When is it the right time to make your business official? This and much more is what we're going to be talking about today. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm well, Leslie. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you so much for joining me on the, the podcast today because, you know, this the, these types of topics are things that a lot of people in my audience have been asking me about. It's stuff that I'm getting ready to dive into, and I want to make sure that I'm informed and that my audience is informed. So we, we brought you on to talk about these things. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Hopefully we answer all the questions all that right. you all have. Sweet. So before we get into this stuff, because we'll be talking about a lot when it comes to businesses and starting a business. And um, but I want you to know that, first of all, this is going to be applying directly to businesses that are being registered in the U.S. If you're outside of the U.S., yes, this is going to be good information. There are probably going to be some principles that you can still draw from that. But just so that you know, this is specifically for U.S. based businesses and all. Also, as a disclaimer, this is not legal or tax advice. Not They're not a law firm or an accounting firm. So if you're getting ready to start your business and you need advice beyond this, I would recommend for you to consult a legal professional. That's the stuff that we have to say at the beginning when <laughs> we start getting into these kind of things. You know how that goes, Mike. I do. And if I may add, yes. um, while we are not a, a legal or accounting firm, uh, we can help. Uh, clients set up their businesses, register their businesses, as of course we do. And uh, people can do this on their own as well. You're you're not required to use help or use an attorney. That's a common question that we get. Um, So you have options. And we're going to go into the exact steps uh, as to how you can go about doing it on your own. So, So first, You know, there are different types of business structures. And I want to kind of, I would like if you can give a a little bit of an overview of the different types of businesses that a small business owner might consider starting. Sure. Well, the the first thing 
is looking at the business and, and how many owners it has. Mm. Um, and you kind of have two categories, the, 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 the businesses with one owner and the businesses with two or more owners. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a, as a, a, a business owner, when you don't have any partners or co-owners, it's just you for yourself. Um, and prior to registering your business, you would be considered a sole proprietor mm-hmm. uh, or a sole proprietorship. Uh, that means that, again, you're the only owner. Uh, you haven't gone out and formed a separate entity such as a corporation or a limited liability company, of which I will talk about and define. But you're really the business and you as the owner are one in the same. There is no uh, separate legal distinction between you two. Um, and if you have two or more owners, uh, similarly, you would be considered a partnership. Um, and if you have, say, a partner and there are two of you and you have not gone out and registered with the government formed an LLC or uh, incorporated your business, uh, then you would be considered a general partnership. Um, and again, with a general partnership, the the business and the two owners are one and the same. There's no uh, legal separation. Okay, so I, so if I'm a blogger, for example, and I have not registered a business, I, I am blogging, I'm making some money, I file my taxes on the money that I make, I am considered to be a sole proprietor. Sole proprietor. Correct. Okay, and if it's two of us that started this blog and we're making some money, we're filing our taxes and all that fun stuff, we are a general partnership. That is correct. All right, where do we go from there? And now, if you want to create a business structure that is separate from you as, say, a sole proprietor, uh, then you could form a limited liability company, LLC, or you could incorporate, uh, which would mean that you are registering a corporation. Those are the two most uh, common structures. There are, um, when you get into uh, businesses with more than one owner, the partnerships, there are some registered partnerships, but those are um, less common, more for um, real estate investments or, um, you know, legal firms are typically uh, registered partnerships. Um, For most small business owners, they would be looking at an LLC or a corporation. Okay, so I, I do want to talk about the differences between an LLC and a corporation. But before getting into that, I want to answer one question. When should a blogger consider making that jump and saying, you know, uh, I want to move from this sole proprietorship to becoming an LLC or to becoming an, a corporation? At what point does that make sense to start exploring? Well, ideally, that would be done from the outset. Okay the business owner would set up the LLC or corporation uh, from the very beginning, before money starts to be ma- uh, you know, being made. That's the cleanest way. Um, it, it's going to make it a little bit easier for you with some of your records keeping and some of your administration to do that upfront. 
Um, however, that's not always realistic. Mm -hmm. And business owners, they first want to make some money before they start shelling out filing fees to the government, uh, in addition to, of course, their taxes. So it, it, it might be several years before um, a lot of business owners actually do get around to registering. A main consideration is their liability. Okay. And anytime you have any money that's being made, any business transaction, there is liability risk or the risk of being sued. Um, th and this risk could come from anywhere from a uh, affiliate that you work with with your blog to a vendor who might help you design your website. Uh, to an employee, if you have any of those, or uh, other individuals that you might contract with who might do some writing or um, guest writing for your blog. Um, so anytime you have those business relationships, you have agreements, whether they're oral or written. And if something goes wrong and the business relation goes south, then you do have some exposure to being sued. Especially if you live in the U.S. <laughs> Especially if you live in a litigious society, correct? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so sole proprietors and general partners, as I mentioned, they are not separate from the business. And if they were to be sued, th they would be sued personally, meaning that they would potentially have any of their personal assets could be uh, used to pay a debt, um, you know, whether it's uh, the result of a lawsuit or otherwise. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. go ahead. Forming a limited liability company, as as the name suggests, or a corporation, provides a layer of protection between the business owners and uh, somebody who might potentially come after them. Uh, it provides a corporate veil or a corporate shield of liability protection. <clears throat> and that means that somebody would not be able to, provided that the business is set up correctly and maintained, they would not be able to come after the personal assets of the business owner, whether that might be their house or their savings or any of their other assets. And so the business provides uh, that barrier. Awesome. Okay. So is that the, I know that's a, a main benefit. Is that the only benefit of registering a corporation or an LLC or are there more? Well, that's, that's really the first thing to, to think about, but a lot of business owners are, are, are more often thinking about taxes and how do they save on some of their taxes um, and properly registering business can provide um, some tax benefits. Now, this gets into the discussion a little bit of the differences between yeah. a sole proprietorship, a limited liability company, and a corporation. Mm -hmm. um, the limited liability company is similar to the sole proprietorship or the general partnership in that the profits and losses of the business pass through to the owners and and those profits and losses would be shown on the owner's individual tax returns. So 
an LLC is not paying, it, it's not filing tax returns and paying its own taxes. Rather, the, the income that it makes will be shown on the tax return of the owners. Um, so for an LLC, the, the business itself is not paying taxes. And for the purpose of taxation, there really is not a difference between being a sole proprietor and being the sole owner of an LLC. So if I own an LLC and I make 50, the, the business makes $50,000 in profit in 2013, that $50,000 in profit is my income and I get taxed based on my total amount of income. Exactly. And the, exactly. the LLC itself does not get taxed. That is correct. Okay. Um, and, you know, again, that would be the same for a general partnership, depending on the ownership in the LLC. If it's 50-50, then that income, say it's say it's 100000 would be split between the two owners, mm -hmm. and each owner would show 50000 in uh, income on their uh, tax return, so their the, 1040. So the interesting thing there is the income gets passed through to the owner. So it is my income. However, I do have that liability shield so that if you were to come, um, uh, someone were to try to sue me, they can only sue me for whatever assets the business owns, but not my personal assets. That is correct. Okay. And, um, you know, most small businesses, for instance, a, a blog business, wouldn't really have a whole lot of assets. Yeah. It wouldn't have machinery and um, you know things of that nature. So those those business assets are typically relatively minimal. Okay, so that's an LLC. Now let's talk about. Oh, is there more about the LLC you want to mention before we talk about a corporation? That no, that that is the LLC. Okay. Uh, the the corporation has. There are two types mm -hmm. of corporations. There are C corporations and S corporations. Um, when you think of uh, big businesses, large, um, you know, Fortune 500 companies, those are almost all uh, C corporations. Uh, S corporations are, by definition, uh, small businesses, okay. and these are businesses with. Um, under on, under 100 shareholders, shareholders that um, are residents of the United States. So there are some restrictions, um, but the the income for an S corp is again similar to the limited liability company and the, and the sole proprietorship, in that the S corp does not pay uh, taxes itself. The the income is flown through. Uh, to the the individual tax return of the owner. Um, a C corporation, on the other hand, has double taxation, which means that the corporation will pay its um, will pay taxes. That is on the corporate level profits, and then any income that is distributed to the shareholders uh, would also be taxed again. So for most small business owners, the double taxation is something that they want to avoid. Mm -hmm. um, and so they would look at the S corporation 
um, or they would look at the limited liability company. Okay. Because again, that provides the pass-through uh, taxation that is only taxed once. All right. So with an S corporation and an LLC, I have the pass-through um, taxation where the profits, if I make $100,000, and let's just say that I am the sole business owner, Yes, I pay taxes on that $100,000. With a C corporation, uh, there's a difference in that the business itself is an, uh, it pays its um, taxes and then whatever profits or whatever income you get from that, you pay your individual taxes on. That is correct. So the, corp the C corporation would, would reduce its, its profit after taxes from 100K um, to say 75k, um, and then that would be yet that 75k would, would again be taxed um, on the shareholders' uh, you know tax returns. Okay, so what then would be the difference between an LLC and an S corporation? So an LLC has the ability, if there are more than one owner to provide payments however it, uh, however it chooses. Mm -hmm. If one if say you have 50/50 owners and one of them a year into the business decides that they're going to spend their time elsewhere and the other owner is doing all the work, the LLC can decide to distribute, you know, the the profits 90% to 10% or however it would like. Uh -huh. Whereas an S corporation um the shareholders, or, or rather, the money d is distributed based on the shares represented. So if each owner owns 500 shares, then the money would be distributed 50, um, 50. in those same proportions. Mm -hmm. So it gives a little bit less flexibility. Now, here's another key difference. The S-Corporation has the ability to help the, the owners save a bit of money on their self-employment tax. Mm. So self-employment tax, 15.3 or whatever percent it is, um, an S-Corp must pay the owners what's, called a, what's considered a reasonable salary uh, for their position in the business. And then beyond that, any surplus profit can be uh, provided as a dividend to the shareholders. And that dividend is where the self-employment tax would not apply. And what exactly is a dividend? Well, that, that would be money that is provided to uh, the shareholders, not as a salary, but as um, you know, a distribution of profit. And are the taxes lower on dividends than they are on a salary? Yes, they are. Um, it, it would be the, the difference between a, uh, say, 15% qualifying dividend rate versus um, the standard income tax rate, um, which depends on... Your level of income. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the owner's uh, tax situation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so with an LLC... Um, first of all, I can you can split the profits however you want to split the profits. Um, it's not necessarily based on you own 50%, I own 50%, so we split it that way regardless of who's doing how much work. Uh, with the S-Corp, there's not as much flexibility 
but you do have you do have the option to um, provide some of the profits as dividend dividends which would have a lower taxation rate yes now the the benefits of the s corp are typically realized um, only at a only after a certain threshold um, so because the IRS requires that S corps pay uh, their, the owners a reasonable salary, if the business if the business is not making uh, a certain amount, then it's not able to distribute anything beyond that reasonable salary. Uh-huh. Um, so, if you're only making say thirty thousand dollars in a year, uh, you're probably not going to be distributing a- anything mm-hmm. or uh, very much. Whereas if you're may, maybe at a hundred thousand, then you could be looking at you know perhaps seventy five, eighty in salary, and you know potentially the rest in a dividend. Um, now, a drawback of the S corp is that as a shareholder or or an S corp will have to pay the owners as uh, and will have to pay payroll tax. Um, on the on that money that goes to the owners, and so not only do you have a more administrative burden of filing, uh, you know, the, the payroll tax returns, um, but you could potentially have some additional taxes there as well. And so, at the lower levels of income, those costs don't outweigh the benefits of. Uh, saving on some of that self-employment tax. Gotcha. So, so it really makes sense to, to to speak with your accountant and learn about, you know, giving your financial situation what makes most sense for you. Definitely. So generally speaking, if you are at a point where you're making significantly more, a decent amount, a good amount, um, there might be some overall tax benefits of going the corporation route, the S corporation route, as opposed to the LLC. But for most small businesses, is LLC the, the direction that you recommend for them? Yes, um, most small business owners will be taxed as a sole proprietorship because it's it's going to be easier for them, um, given where they start off and their income levels uh, f- for the next you know for the in the foreseeable future it could be a couple of years or, or a few years before they get to that point um, where they're really at the S corp level. Now, an LLC is is not recognized by the IRS as a, a a tax structure. In fact, it can adopt any of the any of the existing tax structures, which could be a sole proprietorship, an S corp, or a C corp. So it really is a tax chameleon, and a business owner can start off as a sole as an LLC taxed as a sole proprietorship. And then later, maybe reach you know after a few years reaching um, that income threshold, and then elect to be taxed as an S corp. Now, this is something that not a lot of people are talking about. Um, they typically say, "Well, you either have to be a corporation 
and be taxed as an S corp or a C corp or be an LLC taxed as a sole proprietor. Mm. And so, you know, people aren't fully getting, you know, a complete picture of some of their options and the LLC taxed as an S corp and, or just having that flexibility to grow in the future makes a whole lot of sense. Um, it is important to note that and you'll probably ask me about, well, what does it take to maintain these different types of structures? Definitely. And the short answer is that corporations have more formalities and records keeping that they have to keep up with, more work, whereas an LLC has less of those formalities. Okay, so we, we I, I think I understand uh, I think we have a good uh, grasp of the difference between an LLC and an S-Corp. Now, let's talk about C-Corps. What sure. is the benefits of going, what are the benefits of going in that direction? Well, typically, if a business is looking to be funded by venture capital or have a significant amount of investors, uh, they would typically want to invest in a C-Corp. Um, and so it would be easier to incorporate and start off as a C corp or an S corp, and then make that make that change at, make that t change in the tax structure from an S corp to a C corp later, than it would be to say transition from being an LLC to a corporation. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I hear people say that it's good to start as an S corp because you have that. Um, easier transition to becoming a C corporation. Now, aren't there some other fringe benefits that you get from being a C corp? Um, yeah, there there are, tend to be some additional benefits on what can be taxed, and you you look at retirement plans and health benefits, and there tends to be a little bit more for a C corp. But again, when you look at the the double taxation. For the business owners, it it doesn't really make sense. But you know, ultimately, these options should be reviewed with an accountant if people are looking to really understand the intricacies um, of how and or you know how a company is taxed. Okay, so you say that the LLC is kind of like a chameleon because you can elect to be taxed as a sole proprietor. You can elect to be taxed as an S corp. Um, so. Is it possible then to go from an LLC that was taxed as a sole proprietor to an LLC that is then taxed as an S-corp to eventually becoming a C-corporation, or is that a totally yes. different process? Yes, that is possible. Again, the LLC can be taxed as any of those, uh, sole proprietor, S-corp, and C-corp. Okay. Um, so it has that flexibility. Now, you can make a change every year. Um, you, you can't bounce around. The IRS won't appreciate that or recognize that. But if um, if you know two two years down the line you make a change from a sole proprietorship to an S corp, and then five years later you make a change to a C corp, um, that's something that you know in my experience and the accountants that we have worked with, um, the IRS has been um, totally accepting of of that approach. 
Okay, so these are these are things that I'm thinking a lot about the uh, recently because I am getting I'm I'm at the point where I'm going to be going from being a sole proprietor to registering a business, and it seems for me, just for anyone listening, that the the place that I will start is as an LLC, most likely taxed as a, a sole proprietor. I mean, I'm I'm still going to do some further discussion with my legal people, um, and then go from sure. there, but. That is the 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 step that seems to make the most sense for where I am in my business. Right, and again, having the LLC with the tax flexibility, um, you know, is nice, especially when you get the liability protection of the LLC, and you don't have all of the the added formalities that a corporation would have. Um, now, again, the the, the typical place where people would look at incorporating um, and and being an actual corporation is when they do in the foreseeable future plan on generating uh, venture capital or substantial investments. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, so what does the process of registering a business look like? Let's say I want to register an LLC. Where do I start? Well, first you would choose your state. which is most often for small businesses, their home state, Mm -hmm. where they live. Okay. And you would look at what the requirements are in that state. The requirements vary by state. There are different uh, filing procedures and different fees. Um, So you would look at what does it take to form the LLC in that state. Um, You would prepare what are called articles of organization or other states call it um, articles of formation or a certificate of formation. There's a few different terms. Um, but though that is the document that you would provide your business name, the um, principal address of the business, most likely a registered agent, the name of the individual who is organizing or setting up the LLC, they would sign that document, um, and then you would submit that to the state along with their filing fee. And if they have any additional um, requirements for including supplementary documents uh, to those articles of organization, then you would submit those as well. So that's something that varies on a state-by-state basis in terms of what the requirements are for what you need to submit. That is correct. Okay. Now, on our website, we have a state-by-state guide to forming an LLC uh, and also incorporating. And those guides um, have an overview of what the paperwork would be requ- what paperwork would be required what the filing fees are, and how long that particular state takes to process all of those paperwork, and if there are expedited options available, and if so, what they cost. Okay, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes, so you can definitely um, check that out, and um, uh, you, you'll get a link to the site, which is harborcompliance.com, and also the link to the information center where you can get all of that information. Now, uh, okay, so that's what you need to do on the state. Is there, are, are there things that you also need to do on the federal level? Well, on the federal level, 
you would typically apply for an employer identification number or an EIN. Uh, some people call it a federal employer identification number or FEIN. Uh, it's the same thing. This is a unique nine digit number that identifies your business. And it's not just used for businesses that have employees, but most banks will require that an LLC um, have an EIN in order to open a bank account. And then this number is also used in everyday business. Uh, vendors would ask for that number. Um, you would use it to file your tax returns and having an EIN uh, would help you or, or allow you to use that number instead of this, the owner's social security number. Gotcha. Okay, so you, you apply for your EIN on the federal level. You file your articles of uh, incorporation or whatever it is they call it in your state, um, and basically you you have a business that's registered. That's correct. Now, from there, there are some internal records-keeping requirements, uh, things that won't be filed with the, government, with the government but should be kept in the company records for an LLC. Uh, it is important to have an operating agreement, and this, this is a legal agreement between the owners, and it specifies how the LLC is governed. So who owns it, how uh, voting um, occurs, how decisions are made in the business, um, you know, what happens if, if somebody leaves the business, what happens to their ownership uh, in the business. And even for single member LLCs, uh, it is still a good idea to have an operating agreement. Gotcha. Now there's, there's something I want to talk about because you mentioned the first thing you do is you register your business in your state. Uh, you hear a lot about the benefits of registering out of state, like registering, especially in places like Nevada, what exactly are those benefits and and when is that a, a viable option or a smart option? Sure. Great question. Very common question. States like Nevada and Wyoming yeah. have some tax benefits. Uh, a state like Delaware has some pro-business statutes or laws. And while these are great uh, things for many businesses, uh, it's typically larger business that businesses that are actually, uh, you know, able to benefit from uh, these types of things. Smaller businesses, um, rule of thumb is less than five, you know, five owners or less. It it doesn't make sense to register outside of one's home state, and the reason is because. Say your business is in Michigan, mm -hmm. uh, and that's where you live. That's where you do your work. Um, if you register your business in Nevada, Michigan is going to consider you a Nevada business doing business in Michigan, and they will still require that you register there. And so you're not necessarily going to, going to get those tax benefits because you're doing your business in Michigan. Meanwhile, you've also created two sets of, uh, of filings and fees with those two different governments. 
so you've created some additional costs, some extra work for yourself uh, in, uh, you know, keeping up with the annual annual filings of each state, while not necessarily, you know, receiving any benefits. Now, let me ask but, this: If I am an online, uh, if I run an online business, so there's no physical presence in any particular state in terms of the business that I'm doing. I'm providing digital products. Um, yes, I live in Michigan, but you know, maybe in a year or two, I might not be living in a Michigan. In Michigan, are there benefits then of still doing the Nevada or Wyoming or something of that sort, or does it still make more sense to register where you where you are physically residing um, at the point where you're starting the business? Right. The, the same concepts would apply to that scenario as well. Um, you know, ultimately, the principal office of the business would be located in you know where you are lo- where you live. Um, when you have more, when you have several owners, then that's where things can change. But ultimately, that is a question that uh, should be asked of your your tax professional, your accountant. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, if I live in Michigan, your advice, uh, your recommendation would be to file in the state that I'm living. Correct. Okay. Um, was there more to add on that? No, that that really that really covers that question. Okay, good. So now another question, which is my situation. Uh, let's say you are a business owner. You're running a blog, but you're not just running a blog. You're multiple. You're running multiple blogs. So in other words, there are multiple little businesses. Do you recommend? I have a biology blog, and I have a blog where I teach about internet marketing and business and blogging. Um, do you recommend for me to register multiple businesses or just have one umbrella business with these different properties within that business? Sure. If you have the same ownership structure across all the businesses, uh-huh. say in your case, you are the only owner of, of, of each of the blogs, then you have some options. Um, to have one business, one LLC, be the entity that owns and controls each of those blogs. Uh, that that would not be a, a good idea. It would get messy if you uh, are in a partnership with somebody else for one of your blogs, and okay. each of you share in uh, the you know the the revenue of that business. Um, that's that's where it would make sense, or w- where you, you would almost always have to set up a different LLC for that business. Gotcha. But what it sounds like in your situation, where you're the only owner of both blogs, yes, you do have that option of having the same LLC. Now, the 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 pro. Uh, or the advantage of having the one LLC is that you don't have to worry about registering multiple businesses and maintaining them and paying the fees to set them up and annual fees in your state. Now, the disadvantage is that you have all of the, these different um, these different blogs 
under one business, and if there were to be a lawsuit, then ah. something that could arise with one of the blogs could uh, affect the the entire business as a whole, which includes another blog. Whereas setting up separate businesses can help to segment that liability risk. Gotcha. And and can you start as one business and then later on register another and kind of funnel the other um, blog slash business into that second entity? Yes, that's something that, that you could do. You, you could later uh, include, um, start to include revenue from a blog uh, into a business entity. Gotcha. That's something that could be done. Um, another consideration is from a accounting and bookkeeping perspective of just keeping track of the revenue, um, what is going to make it mo- you know, most easy to keep track of. And again, this is something where sitting down with your accountant and you know, figuring out, do you want all of the incomes from the two blogs to be combined? into one business, or would you rather have them be separate and know, you know, this is what the one blog is making and these are the expenses of the one blog uh, that is separate from the other. Gotcha. So it's important to, uh, as usual, consult with uh, your your accountant and tax advisors and all that stuff uh, when making these um, kinds of decisions. Um, Correct. Last general topic I want to get into, what are the things that okay, I've registered my business and I want to remain compliant. Um, What are the things that I need to be doing? Well, again, this depends on the state and the type of business, whether you are an LLC or a corporation. Um, Again, the general rule is that corporations have more to keep up with. Um, But the, I mean, the main things to look at are First, what is the annual filing requirement in that state? Uh, and some states require you uh, every year to file what, what's called an annual report or an annual registration, pay a, pay a small fee to the Department of State, and then you're good until the next year. Other states, it's every other year. So you want to know what that, what, what, what that requirement is and never miss a filing because the penalties in some states are steep. Gotcha. <clears throat> awesome. Now, what's I, I'm curious, what's the difference between, you know, you hear, I hear a lot about LegalZoom. Um, what's the difference between using LegalZoom and having them set up my LLC or, or my S-Corp or whatever the case might be and using a company like yours? Well, there are a lot of companies out there. There are companies that specify that, uh, specialize in all legal filings, and then there are others. Our company we specify we specialize in business filings. So any filing with the government for your business or nonprofit to get registered or stay compliant. Um, and we have we have a lot of clients that come to us. They've used another service to set up their business, but that service was not able to register them for sales tax or expand to a new state and file with that government. And those are common uh, common things that need to be done. So 
in that we specialize in these government filings, we are able to help our clients for, for really for the life of their business. Gotcha. So it's not just a one thing. I set it up for you and you go and you, you take care of everything else on your own. You can basically keep them compliant uh, throughout the, the, the process of them running their business. Yes, that is that is our our differentiator. And um, in fact, it is our name, Harbor Compliance. We are there for the life of the business to help you stay compliant. Well, there you go. So if you want to check out what uh, what services they have to offer, you can visit them at harborcompliance.com. Mike, thank you so much. Man, that's a lot of information, <laughs> information that I needed. And I know that a lot of my audience needs that too. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy to help. All right. Hey, guys, it, as I mentioned, you want to check out their services. You want to check out even the information center to see what the requirements are in your state. Head on over to Harbor Compliance. Dot com and check out all of the resources that they have there uh, to offer. And as usual, you know, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you can head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. Five star, hopefully, <laughs> helps to get additional visibility to the podcast. And, you know, so that more people can hear this message of create content, inspire others, and change the world. And if you want to get your blog started, you're not sure how to do it, head on over to free bloggingvideos.com where you get to watch me as I show you exactly step by step how do you set up your blog how have I done it how did I take those blogs and turn them into successful online businesses how many others have done the same and how you you can do the same that's freebloggingvideos.com hey this is Leslie Sam from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time until next time take care and God bless God bless